my number one goal is to help people maneuver through their grief so they can begin their healing. Like I can't heal you. Nobody else can heal you, but I can hold space for you and walk with you while you find that path to healing. That's always my number one like goal. Um, we've worked with people on missing persons cases. We've helped people that have had unsolved deaths that have come through and really helped tied up a lot of loose ends and answered a lot of questions about their death. So that's kind of what we do. We really enjoy it. everybody welcome to another episode of paranormal among us on today's show we'll be talking with psychic medium dominique o'gorman she's been a medium for as long as she can remember and she even has some fascinating stories about how she's used that talent to help others but first before we get to dominique i'd like to remind you that if you have a paranormal story that you'd like to share or if you'd like to be a guest on the show please email me at paranormal among us 72 at gmail.com that's paranormal among us 72 at gmail.com. All right, here is my interview with Dominique. And joining me now is Dominique O'Gorman. Dominique, thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on today. Awesome. Great. So you are a, a psychic medium. Yeah, I sure am. How, how, how long, when did you realize that you were a, a psychic medium? Um, I've always been able to connect with those that have crossed over to the other side like pre-elementary school my family had kind of accepted it and realized this is just my own kind of brand of weird and they just embraced it and kind of let me run with it really because yeah I, I know like yeah. little kids under you know six or so they're you know they're so pure they can see spirits and stuff but as you grew older grew out of that you you still saw them right yeah. Um, so I have a guy that I have always had. I can never remember a time him not being with me. Um, and my mom used to tell me all the time how frustrated I would get because I would get frustrated that they wouldn't talk to him because I could see him like standing right in front of me, but they wouldn't talk to him when he was in the room. And that's when they realized, oh, this isn't just like an imaginary somebody. Hold on. She's she has big emotions about this individual that we are not acknowledging. Um, we would get, you know, the normal I would tell my mom somebody's coming over or somebody's going to call. And she's like, no, they're not. And then five, 10 minutes later, the phone would ring or there'd be a knock at the door. So just normal, like kid stuff, I thought. Wow. So, I mean, you, you, what does your, your person look like that you see all the time? To me, he's definitely a masculine energy. He's, he's not a feminine energy at all. He, he's always looked the same exact to me the way I did you know, the way he did when I was four or five, he looks exactly the same now. He doesn't have a lot of people have this image in their head of this big ethereal, like guardian angel light. And that's not how I see him. To me, he looks like an average everyday person. Um, I don't know if that's for my benefit or what, but it's always been that way. When I was in third grade, um, I was telling my teacher about her mother being in the room and having all these conversations with her about what she was dressed like and the book she was reading. And that was when um, she called my mom and told her or asked her, she's like, does she do this at home? And that's when my mom kind of had to sit down and it's like, okay, 
we can't talk about this at school anymore. And that's when they really started helping me dive into it and understand what I was doing. So, yeah, we've always been this way. He's always just been around. That, that would really freak some teachers out. Say you get in trouble or something, like your mom wouldn't like you uh, talking like that, and she's standing right over there. That's very, very true. Absolutely. <laughs> That's just the way my sick mind works. Um, no, so, I, yeah, I live like in the deep south. So, yeah, that's not something that was, you know, smiled upon growing up around here. That was not it. So, yeah. Right. So what what all have have you been able to do um, with with your, your medium there? Um, so we connect with we have clients all over the world. We a lot of them are virtual since 2020, um, mm-hmm. but we help people connect with those that have crossed over. We kind of give them validation and let them ask all the questions. My number one goal is to help people maneuver through their grief so they can begin their healing. Like I can't heal you. Nobody else can heal you, but I can hold space for you and walk with you while you find that path to healing. That's always my number one like goal. Um, we've worked with people on missing persons cases. We've helped people that have had unsolved deaths that have come through and really helped tied up a lot of loose ends and answered a lot of questions about their death. So that's kind of what we do. We really enjoy it. That's it's a lot cool. of fun that's to me. Cool. Using it for good. I, I like that. Solving, solving cold cases and stuff. That's, that's, that's pretty yeah, interesting. I believe in karma. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't yeah. like when people use it for profit. Like that's a little scary. That's, that's some bad juju. I want no part of. Right. Exactly. Um, so, so tell me some of the, uh, the paranormal activity that you've you've encountered over the years. Oh, gosh. Um, we've had, like I said, the teacher's mom was the first big one that everybody kind of shook everybody up. Um, I've mentioned my partner to you before, but he is he was actually he's a very a very logical man. Um, but he was very religious and didn't believe in this. When we first started dating, lights would flip on and on, doors would open and close. He's used to seeing that. Um, I think, I personally think one of my favorites was the first time that we had somebody who was murdered by a very well-known serial killer that was actually covered on a podcast not too long ago. And he came through in a mediumship session and solved his own murder. And we were able to connect with the LEOs that worked that case 20 years ago. And they were, they were like, we never gave this information out. So it was really cool to see the way that they deliver messages because it's never the way we expect them to come through. I, I love the cool, unique perspectives that we don't expect. Wow. Now, yeah. when, when you see these, these entities, do they, do they look cloudy or how do they look to you? To me, they look just like, like you, like they look just like everybody else, but I can tell there is a different layer to them. If that makes sense, they don't look like foggy and you know, the whole like little, like how we think it looks like according to Hollywood. Um, but to me, I can tell they're standing behind something almost. It's like they're standing behind a piece of glass is kind of what it looks like. I can feel that they're separate, but they look exactly like they didn't like, at least how they show me. But they do often You're show big. up as their like favorite time as themselves, I guess, when they were happiest. So um, we have clients that when we talk about a whole lot um, in our book is this young man that came through, I was convinced he was in his twenties every time I'd read for his mom. And she was like, no, he was 45 when he died. And I'm like, well, that's not how I see him. This is how I see him. And she was like, no, that's just when he thought he was super cool and flirted with all the girls. That's all he's doing. I was like, oh, makes sense. Totally, totally makes sense. 
That, so, that's that was yeah. kind of a question that I, I've always had about about spirits and stuff. That you know, do they take the form of when they died, or or how do they? What, what happens with that? But I mean, you you kind of answered that already. That's I never thought of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Every medium's different. Um, I've mentioned before. I'm a huge skeptic. I'm I'm a huge skeptic, but um, everybody's different. We all do work differently, and how they see them may not be how I see them. How they receive messages may not be how I receive messages. Um, but to me, it's normally when they're happiest and when they were like most full of life. That's how they show up to me. I guess you know non demonic um, entities that would make sense, but I guess yes. the the, the uh, demonic ones. I guess time when they're the least happiest, I guess. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I think the dark evil entities are very different because they, they're not human. They haven't been human. They, that's, they're just not, um, there are definitely demonic entities. Absolutely. For sure. A thousand percent. I don't think it's as common as a lot of like the clickbait paranormal shows like to make them out to be but they are there absolutely and they're absolutely terrifying and they do not appear appear in human form at all it's very different. as you were as you were answering that last question my left ear just started ringing really bad anything going on yeah. i mean i don't know you tell me what do you feel <laughs> how are you feeling about things over there um I mean, you don't yeah, see anybody behind different. me do you <laughs> nope you're good i mean okay, i don't see anybody okay, i think you're fine but yeah, um, it's a very different feel. I there's a certain taste I get in my mouth. It just feels very heavy, and I, I don't know how much you believe in the paranormal. Obviously, you do some, but you can like start feeling your walls go up, like that fight or flight sense kind of kicks in, and you can start feeling that like yourself trying to go in self preservation mode. And when I feel it, I know okay, I need to really pay attention and really need to be on guard and protect myself for whatever I'm about to walk into. I talked to another medium recently and my, my mother passed about 10 years ago and mm -hmm. she hasn't really appeared to me too much outside of you know dreams or maybe a couple of dreams. Um, mm -hmm. But I haven't really felt her presence much. And I was kind of telling her that. And she said, um, it, it's going to happen. She sensed it, I guess. Um, I right. interviewed her like in the morning and then I interviewed somebody later that day. And I had no idea that this person had MS until I talked to the guy. My mom had MS. And wow. I'm thinking, okay, is that, was that the sign? I love that. I, I absolutely love that. Because so often people will come to me and be like, well, my mom said that she's going to say this phrase, and that's how I know it's her. Or my dad's going to talk about this one thing, and that's how I know it's him. And I'm like, you guys, it doesn't work that way. Um, mm -hmm. I think... So often people miss the messages of their loved ones because they're looking so hard for one particular thing. Or you have this preconceived notion of what it's going to look like or feel like that you're missing all of them all around you. And that happens all the time. Happens all the yeah. time. Um, I will often tell people that are like, oh, my mom said she's going to show up as a red cardinal on that fence post. And if she's if it's not a red cardinal on that fence post, it's not my mom. And they're staring so hard at that fence post. If they just looked a little bit to the side, see your voice levels. They would see. Hear you. We'll bounce back here in a second. Let's see. Connection issues. There you are. Interesting. That was so weird. It just popped up and said you disconnected. I was like, oh, 
Okay, mom. <laughs> All right. Actually, that's cool. <laughs> that actually happened with the other medium that I was talking to. That exact same thing. So it, it said it connection issues, but maybe it was spiritual yeah. issues. But I'm um, sorry. What, what were you saying? I, 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 sorry. Oh no, it, it does like paranormal stuff. It will drain technology. It will mess up. It, it will mess with all things. It definitely will. But um, often they'll be looking for like that one red bird on that one fence post. And if they look to the left, there's like 20 of them on the ground. And I'm like, you, you're looking too hard in the wrong spot. Like you need to open up a little, but um, yeah, as far as like the, the technology stuff, not working stuff flicking off and on happens all the time, like all the time. And it's really odd that the two mediums that I've spoken with, that that's happened. Yeah. Told Very you we all repel technology. I'm serious. Like, I'm so serious. It's <laughs> very interesting. Um, so if that happens again, just, just hang on tight. I'm not going to, I promise I won't disconnect or anything. Nope, um, you're good. So, what, I mean, do you have any other, like, um, demonic paranormal stories or... Any time that you um, help somebody that things have gone wrong or we, we've definitely, we used to do house clearings years ago. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, we live in the South. There's a lot of old like plantation homes, a lot of old farms here. Um, we, we live not too far from a historic well, everywhere's historic, but like a little historic downtown place that they keep, okay. you know, in order. And I used to go down there and do house clearings and stuff a lot. And then I started realizing I can only do so much that is your space. And that's when we really started trying to teach people to claim their space because your mind, body, soul is your ultimate space. And somebody else can come in there and do it for you. But you really have to kind of stand in it and be like, okay, this is mine. Um, We have had many sessions where the energy on the other side has tried to push into me. And we've really had to learn how to control that and how to back people up. I'm very lucky. My guide is pretty good about that. If he feels like something is dangerous, I can feel it back there, but he won't let it get too close to me. But we've had um, probably about six, eight months ago, uh, we actually had her on on my social media stuff. We did a live and she was talking about it. But we had a group of people and this woman, um, she was nonverbal. She had a lot of disabilities in life, but the how she died was very tragic because somebody definitely did something on purpose to take her life, to end it for whatever reason. And I sat down and I was like, oh, I recognize her because I knew her in life. So I was trying to read for her. And then suddenly I felt like I was being completely washed over in ice water. Everybody was looking at me like I've, they've had group readings with me several times. They're like, this is not normal. And I could literally feel her trying to push into my body. So when those times happen, we really have to kind of what I call armor up. We really have to be very careful. Um, a lot of the times I live in a military town and we read for people that have died tragically and traumatically that are in the military, you know, affiliated way. A lot of the times I will taste the blood that they tasted, the chemicals, whatever was going on. I do take on a lot of the physical attributes of their death, which is just part of how I get messages. So I'll taste it. I'll feel it. I'll have to process it. And luckily my body's figured out after a couple hours, I know it'll go away. Cause my body's realized, okay, it's not you. You're just absorbing what is happening, but it'll eventually kind of go away. So it's just every, every day, something new. It's always something new and interesting. You mentioned a couple times so far about your guide. Mm-hmm. Can, can you explain that a little bit? I think everybody kind of has a different perspective on it. Some people don't believe in him at all. And that's, Okay. Um, Like I said, he's just always been there. He's kind of like my little partner in crime. When I was younger, he really helped me understand how to receive messages. 
And when I would get overwhelmed, I didn't know how to like let it flow out, which is a big problem. A lot of people that have this gift, this is what normally shuts them down because they feel overwhelmed with things and they just can't. Um, he really helped me learning how to walk through it and process it. Um, again, I, I wouldn't know what to do without him. I really would have no clue. He just kind of goes everywhere with us. It's kind of like that, um, kind of like having like your like little conscious guide with you all the time. Like, should you really be doing that? Or should let's hang a left instead of a right down that road kind of thing. He's very, he's very helpful. And this is a spiritual guy. I mean, do you, do you actually yeah. see them or? Yes, I see him very clearly. Spread, okay. Yeah, if I don't see him, I feel him all the time. Okay, okay. Now, you also tell me that you're a death worker. What, what exactly mm -hmm. is a death worker? Um, well, we work closely with death, obviously doing what I do as a medium. We advocate talking about death and grief. And because we don't talk about it, everybody's uncomfortable talking about it. So we really try to open up these conversations and really, you know, we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. But I'm also a certified death doula. Um, so we help people transition before, during and after death. That has nothing to do with my mediumship, but just helping them through the process and transitioning into death. Interesting. What, what, what all goes, well, I don't know that one or not that. Well, what the heck? Yeah. What, what, what all goes into, into that? Um, so, you know what a birth doula is, right? They help a pregnant woman prepare yeah. for birth, birth the child, and then directly after. We do the same exact work, but on the other side of the door, we're walking them back through that door. It's kind of like a hospice nurse, but I don't do the medical stuff. I do the spiritual well-being, physical, be present and help you. Um, we will help plan their death, sometimes days before, sometimes years before, whatever they want to do. We've, we've talked to a lot of people over the years, um, but it's literally a, dirt, a birth doula just backwards. We're just walking them back through the other way. That's very interesting. Very interesting. It's great. Um, I'm very grateful for it. How long have you been doing that? Um, my mother was an end of life caregiver for many years growing up. So I think I was, it was just kind of natural. I just kind of tagged along with her, but I became certified sev several years ago. I became certified. Um, I happen to always be that family member that when everybody's about to die, they call me and I will go sit with them again, way before, you know, I was certified. I think it's just kind of part of it. A lot of people, again, are super uncomfortable with death and I'm just not to me. I don't feel like it's a loss. I feel like we're just transitioning to our next residence. We're not leaving. Right. It's not a, you know, we're just moving over a little. Um, so I have no problem being around it. And a lot of people do. So just kind of in, in, enjoy being part of that sacred time that, that that's really sacred work. I think. Yeah. Um, as far as being a medium, is that something that, um, is like hereditary or anybody else in your family have this or, um, I believe everybody's born intuitive. I think a lot of the time we grow out of it, whether we're not supported by family, the society we live in, whatever. I think we all kind of have the sixth sense, whether or not we tap into it's a different story. I am not aware of anybody in my family before me, but I do have a son that has special needs. He has autism and a few different things. And he definitely has something you can tell. He definitely has this connection to the other side. Like when he was very small, he was nonverbal till he was like five. And he would sit in the closet in his room and close the door and you would hear him babble to people and try to have conversations. But if we bring him out around us, he wouldn't talk. So I definitely notice 
things. We have definitely seen it happen over the years. That's interesting. Yeah, interesting. Um, let, let's go ahead and plug your website, uh, dominicogorman.com. What can people find there? Um, we offer all our services, mediumship readings, psychic readings, which are very different. Um, mediumship is just dealing with those that have crossed over. Psychic is asking all the, like, you know, the love relationship work, life decision questions. Um, and then we have a session where you can do both. I kind of call it my all in session. We do death doula work. We do grief day camps for adults. We're working on a grief workbook that's going to come out in November. So all the things we really do. Um, we do lives on like Instagram and stuff. All the links are on our website and we do lives. So we can answer questions for people because not everybody can afford a session. And I never want somebody's financial situation to stop them from receiving messages. So we do, we give away at least one reading a month. We do live readings all the time just to try to reach as many people as possible. And and you do these for people all over the, the world and the, everything, right? Not just. Yeah, we have clients everywhere. Yeah, we're actually going to New Jersey this upcoming week, we're going to Para Unity up in Woodbridge, New Jersey, and um, mm -hmm. New Jersey Paranormal is an incredible paranormal investigation group, and they have, I think this is season, season, I think this is year nine, but like Chip Coffee, Ghost Hunters, like all these amazing people in the paranormal community, we all go up there and we offer our services and talk and do, you know, seminars and all the stuff all weekend, so we travel when we can, we do virtual sessions for clients all over the world, we, you know. We reach people however we can that works for them. Is it more difficult doing things online like this? Or no. Really no, no, not at all. Don't make a difference. At least like some like some people, like some practitioners like myself, they have to hold something that belongs to that person. I'm not one of those people. You can hand me whatever you want and it's not gonna make a difference. Um, and I can see where that would be difficult for somebody like that that receives messages, but doesn't matter if I'm sitting with you like this or if I'm sitting in front of you at a table. It doesn't matter. Interesting. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, yeah. Dominique, I, uh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, t technology nowadays has opened up everything to the, to everybody. I mean, you can right, do this, right. talk to somebody instantly across the world. Yeah. As long as the technology yeah. cooperates, it's fine. It's totally yeah, fine. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, Dominique, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, join me today. It's been very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me on. I know it's a little tough getting in here, but it worked. <laughs> it's a technology thing. So. It's a technology right. thing. We'll, <laughs> we'll be right back, everybody. And my thanks to Dominique O'Gorman for joining us today. If you would like to get some more information, on Dominique. Here is her website address. Feel free to jump over there. A lot of great information from her. Uh, and she can help in a lot of different ways if you need that kind of help. So Dominique O'Gorman, Psychic Medium. So check out her website. I appreciate her coming on today. And I appreciate you for watching today. If you have any questions or have a, a paranormal stories that you would like to send to me, please email me at paranormalamongus72 at gmail.com and I can read those on a future episode or have you on as a guest on a future episode. So until we meet again, everybody stay safe and I will see you on the next episode of Paranormal Among Us. Mm -hmm.